0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about the Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten nerfs coming in. To the game, we're gonna be walking through Bungie's talk and their announcement as well as their reasoning and what they said. This is being recorded on April 26th, just in case anything changes. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now. That's usually when these videos hit the feeds. If I'm not live and you come to the Twitch channel, just click the follow button. That's a free way to support the channel. As well as if you're watching on YouTube, uh clicking the subscribe button and the like button is a free and easy way to help me. So first thing i want to do is i want to read through what it is they're doing and the reasoning that they gave just so we have the full context of what's going on here because people aren't happy some people are happy there are people with the gun that are like i'm glad they're doing this there's people without it or with the gun that are like why are you doing this i was chasing it i'm so glad i have it so there's there's people all along the spectrum here I am going to argue for what I think they should have done instead. I've seen some good points made by folks like Giggs on Twitter. Uh, So first, we're going to talk about what and why. What are they doing and why? Then I want to talk about the real problem. The real problem. There's bigger issues going on here than just these these two particular guns. And then lastly, I think this is a big misstep. I don't think this was the right call. So first, I'm going to read to you from their TWAB. TWAB stands for This Week at Bungie. This is from their blog post. The dev team said... We wanted to give you a preview of some plans we have to balance Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten in Season of Opulence. After significant amounts of feedback, internal discussion, and playtesting, we have decided to adjust how these hand cannons work. For some players, these weapons can represent a significant investment of time and the personal improvement needed to acquire them. When tuning, we attempt to take into account the time commitment players make to acquire weapons and balance that against how those weapons affect the different game modes. Magnificent Howl, the unique perk on these weapons, is too effective. It works in a neutral setting and rewards players for getting precision shots, something they should have done naturally. As a result, the time to kill of the the game shifts to meet this new benchmark, and players feel that the majority of primary weapons in Destiny 2 cannot compete with these pinnacle weapons. Our current plan is to make Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten the only 150 RPM precision hand cannons. They will maintain some aspects of their current behavior, Behavior while taking on the firing speed and damage of the 150 RPM hand cannons. Magnificent Howl will also be adjusted so that it increases only body shot damage, resulting in two headshot, one body shot kills. Magnificent Howl will still give an advantage due to requiring less precision hits for optimum time to kill. Now, the reason they're doing that with the Magnificent Howl, just to kind of explain if you were in a lane fight with people and got two headshots and then one person leaves the lane and another person enters at full health, you could two-tap them. So you went headshot, headshot, you got the perk to proc and now you could two-tap them with two headshots and they're wanting to avoid that. So right now it's headshot, headshot and it buffs the body shot. So it'll, it'll, it'll land that next one. This, that it, it is to avoid that situation because some people might be like, why are you doing that? Unfortunately, that is going to affect people even wanting to use it in PvE That's a fringe issue, but that is an issue. People got the gun, liked its universality, and took it into PvE and learned that, wow, this actually is very strong in PvE because it was buffing crit damage as well. So crit, crit, and then crit, bonus, crit, bonus, crit. Like, you got the bonus after that. So, there'll be no more incidental two taps after two crits on, you know, shooting one person. And the slower RPM in their mind is to let other guns compete. Now, most people... I'm gathering most folks aren't happy about this, which is completely understandable. This was not an easy grind to get. It took time. It took effort. It is now one of the most dominant guns in the Crucible, 11% usage according to Destiny Tracker. Now, there's other stats on other sites. You know, you go into Rumble on console, and it's the most commonly used weapon, a really, really high percentage. But then Ace of Spades is more common in Rumble on PC. Now, that's linked to one of the main issues and one of the main debate points that needs to be made here so let's talk about the real problem much of the commentary on twitter indicated that bloom re-kit, recoil and in air accuracy on console is the main issue Giggs, if you're familiar with him formerly known as giggle monster of 100 thieves uh, gig said that the main issue is that all other hand cannons on console are basically trash because they have bloom bad recoil, and terrible in-air accuracy, so they just can't compete. It's not because they shoot too slow, it's not because they don't have Magnificent Howl, it's because they can't win against a gun that doesn't experience that. The Lunas and the Not Forgotten do not experience the bloom, the recoil, or the bad in-air accuracy. It's basically a laser beam against somebody who has RNG bullets. It's very, very difficult to win in those fights, and also the 180 speed just is another form of advantage. In this realm, they're actually herding pinnacles to help the other guns instead of helping the other guns themselves so if you picture I've got my hands kind of separated right now if you're listening to the audio version and the hand that's higher this is the Lunas and the Not Forgotten and the hand that's lower these are the other hand cannons on console they perform down here they're underperforming because of bloom and bad recoil and bad in-air accuracy okay you could raise those to get them to close this gap and make them closer to the efficiency of the Lunas and the Not Forgotten you could raise them in this case they're not raising them they're actually lowering the Not Forgotten and the Lunas by nerfing the perk and slowing the fire rate of the guns. This is in essence, doesn't actually solve the undergirding problem, because all you're doing now is you're doing two things. You're hurting a weapon that people worked to earn, which, from a perception standpoint, you're nerfing something that they worked very, very hard to get. And second, you're just perpetuating an already existing problem. You're not solving the true problem on console, being that hand cannons are inconsistent and bad, and that these became standouts because of that. Now, beneath that problem, beneath that, is an even bigger issue, a more foundational issue beneath the problem with hand cannons. Let's imagine that Giggs gets his way, there's a lot of people who agree with him, I tend to agree with him, you've got to fix hand cannons on console, they can't have RNG with bloom and recoil and and bad in-air accuracy, you shouldn't be losing gunfights because one bullet just decides to take a a left turn at Albuquerque, right? They need to fix that, but beneath that is an even bigger issue. Hand cannons and shotguns are basically one-size-fits-all weapons for virtually all of the maps. So if you get your way and they fix hand cannons, which I think they should do, the next step would be to say we have to adjust map size and the dynamics in the, in the combat on the maps because virtually every map favors this playstyle, making the the weapon meta Sure, you'd have more diversity. People could compete with Lunas in the Not Forgotten with other hand cannons, but it would still be a hand cannon Wild West shootout on virtually every map. This continues to give ground to my argument that the main issues in Destiny's Crucible has to do with the fact that the game can't freaking breathe, you're on top of each other all the time. This affects how often you get killed by shotguns, shoulder charge, power weapons, supers, it affects why hand cannons are such go-to weapons all over the place, because of because of map size. That is why I want to conclude here by saying I think this is a gigantic misstep. Number one, they're kind of punting. We had a really good point made this morning by Brosif. He said in his mind, this looks like it was easier for them to do, which is why they did it. They knew they needed to address this problem before Season of Opulence. It would be too difficult to fix a systemic problem. The systemic problem being that... We can't fix the recoil the bloom and the bad in air accuracy right now that's a that's a game wide problem but we can lower the lunas and the not forgotten because they're two it's two weapons So it's a bit of a punt They're punting and in essence I think that's the mistake. What they could have done is said we, understand that these weapons are posing a problem because of the nature of the differences on console between these 180s and the rest of the hand cannons on the platform and they could have acknowledged it and said this fix is going to take some time that doesn't make people feel good who keep, get, who keep getting wrecked by the weapons in crucible but i don't think this was the right call all you're actually doing is you're actually causing greater problems down the line you're setting a really bad precedent okay this makes any pinnacle PvP weapon less inviting in the future. Is the recluse next? Right? That's the question people are going to be asking. What is my precious recluse next? Is it on the chopping block? Is the pinnacle weapon for PvP that you introduce in Season of Opulence, is it potentially going to get hurt a couple months later? Like you're you're setting, you are setting a bad precedent for all future pinnacle weapon incentives in the Crucible this is adding insult to injury because this is the only thing crucible players have gotten since forsaken came out right the 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 claymore and the mountaintop weren't that good this is they finally they finally get something really dope they've not been giving you maps or anything they've not been giving you content this weapon finally lands and it's getting nerfed now some people have speculated it's actually going to make these guns stronger but we'll have to wait and see it's a perception though right you're perceiving that they're hurting your weapon so this adds insult to injury because the crucible's been dying for updates and content and this is what they decide to do now i will concede and admit it is a challenge to motivate pvp players without a great weapon You're not going to motivate a PvP player with a mediocre weapon. That's going to be like, what the frick? This doesn't even seem like that good of a weapon. This motivated people to chase it because the weapons were so strong. But when you do that, you've just introduced a great weapon into the Crucible that becomes the dominant weapon in the meta, and it starts to become the go-to weapon. This is a significant challenge. How do they introduce a really strong weapon to motivate you to chase it without creating a tipping point in the Crucible? It's almost impossible possible if they create a weapon that's mediocre it's not incentive it's nobody's going to really chase it or care or they're going to get it and feel like well this is dumb this isn't very good there's better weapons i can get elsewhere if they make it really good it becomes meta it dominates it becomes what everybody wants what everybody uses Bungie needs to create power while keeping said power in check which isn't easy i'm going to continue to bang on my drum and say you've really got to let the game breathe these weapons could be dominant and they could be strong. They would feel less one-size-fits-all. They would feel less universally efficacious if the maps were bigger, if there were different ways to play. If there were lanes of engagement where you really wanted scouts and snipers, lanes of engagement where shotguns and hand cannons got their footing, you would have to play in a specific way and take certain approaches and playstyle decisions that would influence you maybe changing your loadout depending on the map, maybe changing your playstyle, maybe chasing different guns, Right now, you're always on top of each other. These guns will continue to pose a problem because that'll be what everybody uses. And I don't think the Crucible is going to feel better until they pivot away from the small map, radar range. You're always on top of each other. You always know where everybody is. This is one more symptom of that larger undergirding problem that they're still not free of. You got small maps with 12 people running around hand cannons aren't going away, even if they fix the base level problem, this is going to continue to be a discussion that we have. So, feel free to disagree with me in the comments. We're going to do Q&A now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Luna's Howl and the Not Forgotten getting nerfed down to 150 RPM hand cannons is having their perk Magnificent Howl toned down. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to Rage. I'm probably live right now when this hits the feeds. This is being recorded on April 26th, so I may say things that are inaccurate with time. If you read a blog post or Bungie changes something, this was being recorded live on stream on April the 26th, 2019. So, let me jump right into the questions. I've been leaning away from doing gameplay while doing the questions because I feel like it hurts the answers and kind of stretches things out, and I get kind of confused and lose my train of thought, and so I feel like the quality's been better when I just kind of sit in orbit. I know that's not as interesting as watching gameplay, but I want the answers to be better, and I feel like the people get, um, they get a better, res- we get better response when I do this. So, Casual Gamer, thank you for the six months of subs. That's a purple badge. Welcome back. Um, so first question is from Wolverine60FPS. Do you think the public, uh, outcry or outroar will make Bungie retract their plans and reapproach a more fitting nerf? I mean, I felt that gigs gave good feedback. I don't think they can do what he's asking them to do though. At least not in short order. He indicated that the main issue is that on console hand cannons that are not the Lunas and Not Forgotten, so basically all other hand cannons suffer from bloom, recoil and in-air accuracy that's bad. So those guns just can't compete with the Lunas and the Not Forgotten that have no bloom, great recoil and really good in-air accuracy. So there's, the playing field is spread not necessarily because Lunas and Not Forgotten are pinnacle weapons with you know, magnificent how it's because the guns themselves don't perform in the same way. I, I don't know if this is a, they can't do a systemic site wide, like system wide change or they don't want to. This could be, this, this could be like the, you know, the enhancement cores. This could be similar to the enhancement core situation, where they say, "You know what? We just this is what we want to do. This is what we think the best decision is," and they ignore the community. Um, I think that that is continuing to work against the game and the game progressing. But you know, that's that's Bungie's call at the end of the day. I mean, they're the ones you know in charge of the game. I would just hope eventually they would start to see uh, see reason and see that people are I, again. I felt like I felt that. The, the feedback from gigs was solid and might influence their decision, but it might not because there were other people in influential positions like True Vanguard that think it's a good decision and Cooch. They think it's a good decision. They think it needed to happen. So we'll have to wait and see, number one, what the effect is. <clears throat> Excuse me. What are the guns? You know, how do the guns perform? You know, how do the guns perform? What's it? What's it feel like after the nerf? And then obviously, what are they going to do in the future? with the bloom recoil situation um because some people are saying you know it's been around for a long long time it's not going anywhere well why do certain guns not have it then you know that's a problem that's inconsistency within the design of the game you know dominator i think that Bungie should just remove bloom and reduce recoil on all hand cannons when using a controller what are your thoughts on this i mean this is this is where i land on it I think that's part of the problem. I think you're you're adding RNG to the fights, and that just needs to get the frick out of the game. I I don't understand why you would do that. This isn't Fortnite. Uh, we don't need a cone of accuracy. You're not running out in big open fields. Uh, you know, you're you're playing a. A shooter where the window of opportunity for a kill is pretty small and if one bullet misses because of bloom you know then that's basically determining the winner of the fight and that's that's an enormous problem next question from Kobe instead of nerfing forgotten and Luna's why doesn't Bungie buff the consistency of hand cannons especially since console users rely on them so much we're gonna need to get them to, to actually respond to this I think because that's the big question everyone has is why are you not actually helping the other hand cannons? They're performing poorly. This isn't going to change that, right? If you go up against somebody with the Lunas and a Not Forgotten, and it's a 150, and you're using one of the other guns that suffers from the bloom and the recoil and the bad in-air accuracy, aren't you still going to be very likely to lose that fight? Isn't that still going to be an exchange of power that you're on the bottom end of because of RNG that you have zero freaking control over? I don't actually think this is going to help the problem because you're still going to have a disparity between the weapons that leads to people feeling like, yeah, I still need to run that weapon. I can't, I can't compete. Lowering the fire rate and the efficacious, the effective nature of Magnificent Howl, you're going to get rid of two taps. Sure. I don't think two taps was the issue. I think the issue and even admittedly from their own mouth was that the other guns can't keep up. Is that going to change? Now, somebody in chat saying not if you're using one eighties, but doesn't a 180 still suffer from this problem, or, or are people going to be able to use a service revolver and outgun somebody with a Lunas Howl and I Forgotten? Like, that's the big question. There's a, you know, there's a, the Trust is a 180, and the service revolver from the Vanguard is a 180. Are those weapons going to be able to flourish now on console, as a, because 180s do not suffer from those issues, but without mag how 180s 4-tap. Okay. So there you go. That's one of the reasons. Okay. Well, I 180s, I still think then you'll probably see service revolver rise. But if it's still a four tap without kill clip, then I don't know if I don't know if you're going to see service revolver become meta. We're just going to have to wait and see cuz if you can still three tap with the Luna's in a not forgotten, you go head head body or head head head, then I would think I would would think that they would still be dominant and better than most of the hand cannons that suffer from the other problems that we've outlined Aaron says do you think they should make Luna's Not Forgotten exotic weapons? I don't think this gets at the problem at all because you could still run a Not Forgotten and a Dust Rock Blues and a Hammerhead and you would be still right in line with weapons that do everything you need them to do you know, I'd E-Cow uh, says, do you think if the Lunar Sound Not Forgotten nerf could have been because of how viable next season pinnacle weapons will be, what archetypes would you guess that are coming next? Well, they did a pulse rifle, they did a grenade launcher, and they did hand cannons and an SMG. So, I would think maybe... Scouts are terrible. Uh, so, auto rifle maybe? I don't know how you... A, 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 a pinnacle auto rifle could be the pivot because they're trying to open up the mid-range. Maybe in their own private testing they found that this new auto rifle can't keep up with the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. And obviously they're saying it's you know it's because of the hand cannons. But if they're trying to introduce another mid-range pinnacle, you know, gun, like an auto rifle. I think that that could be one of the reasons they're doing this. Now, if it's a sniper, some people in chat are saying they need to do a sniper. If they do a sniper or a scout, that's not going to hold any bearing in this equation because snipers and scouts have to have to be used at such far range. That's not when you're really getting in a shootout with the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. There's also just not a lot of lanes and opportunity for scouts and snipers to shine. You really got to push the issue with the sniper and flinch is an issue scouts just don't have really any play right now unless it's a very specific map and you play in a very specific way and even then it's difficult because if you get disrupted from your position that is that is working most of the rest of the map design is going to grade against you running around with a scout rifle. I know folks are using recluse and snipers but again I don't think there's a ton of space for that kind of long range. I would think given the map design now and the meta that they've established, which is hand cannon shotguns, I would imagine they do a pinnacle auto rifle. Uh, Dylan, how did you get into Destiny? I got really, really into Borderlands because I loved Diablo. I loved chasing loot. I remember the first time I saw a clip of Borderlands, it was the very beginning before you're in Firestone, and I saw a guy using a a pistol with a scope on it, and he was shooting enemies and getting numbers to pop up, and then they opened a chest and there were guns inside, and I was like, I have to play that game. It was Diablo with guns, is how it was being described in the, in the, the tweet or the blog post. Whatever I saw, the news article, you know, Gearbox introduces Diablo with guns, was essentially what it was called, and when I watched the footage, I was like, I have to play that so borderlands is still my favorite franchise borderlands 2 is still my favorite game played the ever-loving snot out of all those games and then when i heard about a game called defiance and i heard about a game called destiny i was very very intrigued and interested because i love shooters because i grew up on quake 2 quake 3 call of duty unreal tournament um you know gears of war i grew up on shooters uh and I grew up on games like Diablo one, two, and three, where I'm chasing loot. So that the combination of the two was just a match made in heaven. That's how I got into Destiny. Uh, the first time I saw a warlock do a nova bomb, I was like, I have to play that game. The guy runs out, he nova bombs a walker tank, and I was like, this game looks unbelievably cool. And I'm a day one beta player, and I've you know never looked back. I've got the I've got the picture. I've got the picture somewhere, uh, it pops up on my memories on Facebook every once in a while of the beta being installed on my Xbox, like, freaking so long ago, was really, really cool, I have footage somewhere from the beta of, uh, me playing PvP and it says beta right on the overlay, I could record footage back then on the Xbox and you could export it, uh, to, uh, you can export it to YouTube tokyo prince would you really consider it a nerf because going from 180 to 150 isn't bad for the simple fact that most luna not forgotten players pace their shots anyway and the two crits one body isn't really asking for too much of a decent pvp player who already owns and plays with a luna not forgotten here's the thing okay number one adjusting from a 180 to 150 will mess people up and it will be difficult there will be an adjustment period some people don't like 150s what you're saying is oh they pace their shots do they pace their shots to the the in a way that's going to line up with the 150? Aren't you going to have to pace your shots with the 150, which means you're going to have to maybe shoot even slower? I don't know. I don't know if the pacing will line up. Okay? Now, if the pacing lines up, this is going to go back to what I said a little bit ago. If they don't solve the issue of the other hand cannons on console with bloom and recoil and the in-air accuracy in-air inaccuracy and they don't solve that problem, then you might be right. The Lunas and the Not Forgotten will still be outclassing other weapons handedly because of the core problems with the other hand cannons. If that happens, you've got two problems on your hand now. You upset the people who own the gun, and they feel like you hurt it and made it less than, and that's frustrating, and then everybody else is going to be like, you didn't fix the real issue, I still am getting wrecked by these guns, I'm still unable to stay up to par with these because of bloom, recoil, and terrible in-air accuracy so you're, you're gonna have a bigger problem on your hand if it if it actually doesn't do anything i mean some people are saying they might make these guns stronger doing this if people adjust we'll have to wait and see if that's the case then hopefully everybody that owns a lunas and a not forgotten will quickly get over it and not be angry but my concern is the perception of the player is going to be, they hurt my gun, it doesn't feel the same, I'm not used to this, and now I'm losing gunfights and I'm really mad. And if there's enough people in the mix who are using the gun still, and owning with it, then those folks are going to continue, I think, to then cause that problem of, people are gonna feel like I'm losing gunfights because of Bloom and Recoil and bad in air accuracy and all these things. So I would, I would, I would say that we'll have to wait and see. But it's not, it's not looking good. This doesn't feel like it's going to be a solution for people on either end of the spectrum. So obviously, you got to wait for the, the the gun to get out into the wild with a new with a new feel with the update. Uh, I don't know what this says. AR juniors uh, in a van or something. Why do you think Bloom still exists on console, even though it would be one of the easiest ways to make the community happy? Honestly, the lack of Bloom on 180s is what made Lunas and Not Forgotten amazing, Uh, and this is compounded by the fact that 140s and 150s can't compete. Yeah, I... if If they're 150 precision and they don't suffer from Bloom and recoil, that means a 150 that does suffer from Bloom and recoil against a Luna or Not Forgotten The Luna's in the Not Forgotten has an advantage and will hit more accurately. Um, So, what is Bloom? Bloom basically is the idea that as you shoot the gun, if you shoot it fast, or, I, I don't actually know how it functions in Destiny, but the way I understood it traditionally was that if you don't let the gun come back to its resting position, your bullets are inaccurate. I don't necessarily think that's how it functions in Destiny, though. I think it adds RNG. Essentially, yeah, Giggs made a video on Bloom. So to get a full explanation, I would go to a guy like Connor. He's going to be able to explain it better than me. But essentially, it makes your bullets not go where you see your reticle. That's the result, Okay. The reticle gets inaccurate over time is what Grizzledog is saying, and that's essentially the problem. Your reticle is on their head, your reticle is on their body, but the bullet doesn't go there. And that's why people get so frustrated. This is where the term ghost bullets come from. As you get into an engagement you go bam, 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 bam you know, you rattle off four shots I don't know, two of those shots don't go where you thought they should go. Um... Imagine where the circle... Imagine a circle where the bullets can go. That's Bloom. That's Cone of Accuracy from and I don't necessarily think it functions in that way. It's essentially, uh... You know... I can describe Bloom in Halo terms. ADS equals small precision reticle. Fire, and the reticle grows instantly and begins shrinking slowly. If you fire while the reticle is still larger, the bullet can travel anywhere in that larger area. Thank you. Yeah, as I said, if you don't let the gun come back and rest, that's what Bloom is supposed to do. It's supposed to, like... You come back and rest, and it's accurate. You come back and rest, and it's accurate. You keep doing that. The problem is, as MXYK is explaining it, there's a circle that you can't see that is shrinking that is bringing it back down to pinpoint accuracy, which is like, oh, that's where the dot is. Hit scan. I pull the trigger. It hits their head. So you can't see it. It's like... It's like a temporary cone of accuracy from Fortnite. Fortnite basically sets a circle and whenever you're shooting at somebody with your Scar, that the bullets can land anywhere in that this is looking really bad. The bullets can land anywhere in that circle. Okay? Now, what they did in Fortnite, which if it's still there is first shot accuracy. If you wait for a second, the reticle resets. Boom, the bullet goes right where you want. So if you pace your shots and you wait for that first shot accuracy to reset in Fortnite, you're really really accurate. You're like bam, bam. Bam, bam. Instead of bam 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 bam, you pace your shots, you see your reticle reset. In Destiny, you don't see that, okay? So since you don't see when bloom resets, it's it's a it's a luck, it basically feels like luck. You see somebody and you just instinctively pull the trigger when the reticle's on their head. You're like, "Boom." And there's like a there's like a millisecond there where it's resetting. You're like, "Bam, bam." Or maybe, you know, maybe a little bit faster than that in any case, your muscle memory and the way your brain has been trained for years of playing shooters is when you see the reticle on their head, you pull the trigger. And with Bloom, it's like RNG. It's like, nah, (laughs) no, 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 you don't understand. There's an arbitrary unseen method of inaccuracy woven into the gun, which means sure the reticle was on his head. But, you know, not really, because magic trick's in the background, essentially. And then you got a gun that that doesn't happen to. Reticle on the head, reticle shot. Bam, 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 you're dead. Reticle's just there the whole time. And as long as they don't move their right stick and they're just doing the strafe with their left stick, man, that reticle's just coming right back down on your head. And they're just doing their little sidesteps and they're just keeping those shots in that nice rhythm. That's essentially how it works. Bloom punishes you for not pacing your shots. Basically was invented to balance precision weapons without having a sway animation. Right, but Ruku, pacing your shots doesn't eliminate bloom. It doesn't. Your gun coming back down and the reticle being where their head is is not a guarantee that that's where the bullet will go. This has been this has been tested and proven in Destiny numerous times like when Triple Rex video went viral because he proved ghost bullets. He went to a private environment and had a guy stand still. He's like, it's not latency. It's not net code. It's not something being resolved from host to, to, to client side. It's literally just like RNG in the bullet. So it doesn't, it doesn't work. That's why this change Probably isn't going to have the results they're hoping for because people are just going to think their gun is weaker. But in actual play testing, when they actually go out and use it, they're going to be like, "I'm still losing to Luna's and Not Forgotten because I'm getting blue, I'm getting ghost bullets, and they're not. A 150 versus a 150, Luna's and the Not Forgotten is still going to win that gunfight because it does. It's more accurate. It's more consistent." Now, I don't know if going service revolver kill clip is going to become meta because that gun could then potentially three tap, but only with kill clip. But again, because the 180 pace is so nice and the 180 on the service revolver is not just nice, but it doesn't get the bloom. It doesn't get the bad recoil. It gets the good in-air accuracy. You're you're probably just going to. I don't I don't actually know what's going to happen, but that's a potential as well. Being able to three tap with a magnificent howl though i think it's still going to keep people using luna's and not forgotten contextual three tapping with a with a, a service revolver is probably not going to become meta i wouldn't think so um, but we'll have to wait and see service revolvers is a whole lot easier to obtain you just need a ton of vanguard tokens and just dump them into dump them into zavala J. Chris, do you feel that, unfortunately, politics is working its way into gaming for everything needs to be fair? I don't think this has anything to do with politics, homie. Balancing games has been a debate that's been going on since the first time players played Call of Duty. I mean, it, it, everybody running one gun because it's the best and other guns not being good. This is not a new conversation. Murph Dog, what are your thoughts on if Bungie actually brought back Galahorn? First time asking here on stream. Well, thanks for the question. I actually think Gallahorn's coming back in, in the next annual pass. Um, I think they're going to use it. They may hold on to it, but I think Annual Pass 2.0 that's going to start September this year will at some point contain the Galahorn. That has been my prediction. They know the power and the marketability of that gun, and they're going to save it. They might not use it this September. I think this September is going to be sizable enough to make people feel like it's a DLC kickoff to the Annual Pass instead of a Comet DLC. It'll feel like a DLC springboard, um, but then Galley's going to come in later maybe galley will come in at the end or the middle i think it's more likely for Gallahorn to show up then because the middle could be the weak point in the annual pass again and then maybe they want to put it there maybe they want to put it at the end of the next annual pass to rejuvenate the player base again because they're going to start marketing whatever they're doing in september of 2020 that's that's been my prediction so yeah, and then they'll nerf Gallahorn. They'll let us play with it for a couple months, and then they'll nerf it. <laughs> uh, Krio, uh, Krios Rising. Do you think that Bungie will listen to the feedback and adjust the change? I have no idea. I, the, the, you know, the, the the fact that they responded to gigs is a sliver of hope. But people complained about enhancement cores at the end of. Uh, forsaken and during forsaken they complained about them during black armory they complained about them in season of the drifter three times the community fever pitch on enhancement cores got so loud that bungie had to respond and they didn't freaking do anything so ekal says a bit off topic gambit prime question should going through the invasion portal make you an hvt with a 20 mote bounty killing guardians drops your bounty by 5 Uh, gives incentive to hunt the invader without the fear of losing too many moats. I don't know if this really solves a problem. Um, Basically what you're doing is you're saying, well, if you go over, you run the risk of feeding them moats. I don't dislike your idea, but I don't know if it would solve anything. The main issue with Gambit and Gambit Prime is that First Invade is insanely influential. Now, if you're going to argue that, yes, it's influential, but now it's risky. If you go over and die, you just fed them a bunch of moats. With the tri- with the, I don't know with it, with the, the, the full set invade armor sets locking the bank and people just kind of hiding the time loss hunting down the invader might not be worth any amount of moats that you get because it happened to us the other day. I was just playing for the for for a bounty because I was working on the the delirium and once I got this bounty done, I was going to be able to do the rest of the bounties outside of Gambit to finish my legend re, my infamy reset to get the delirium. Okay, so the the game that I was in, a guy invaded and he locked our bank as soon as he came over and he killed me. It caught there was latency in the game. I go to bank my moats, nothing happens. It just sits there. I'm like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, uh, a blocker comes over, and I'm like, oh, cool. Latency. Bank goes down. He invades. So we kill the blocker. The bank stays down because he just invaded. So he kills me. I just lost 15 moats, okay? Then he killed somebody else, and then they lost moats. And then the bank stayed locked for the duration of him being there. He just kind of like... The other two guys just hid because they were like, my gosh, this guy's already taken away a bunch of moats from us. Okay? He got to invade again... Because by the time we, by the time he left, his team, his team had drained some of our motes and I think he even got close and stole some and then they had 50 and he got to invade again. So he invades again, locks our bank. So at this point now, our bank has been locked for more than 30 seconds and we lost probably close to 20 modes. And this time he dies. This time we kill him off the plate and then we bank, right? Some guys came and like banked after we killed him. Well, after we do that, as soon as we went to go start killing ads again, he invaded again, locked the bank. Like, he basically shut us down for a minute and a half. So, I don't think him coming over... Now, you could say, yeah, but each of those times, if you guys would have killed him, you could have netted, you know, 60 modes. It... It still slows you down significantly. So even if we kill him and we earn back some of the moats we lost, or we earn back some of the time that we lost by chasing him down and not killing ads, it still is a snowball effect because you're being distracted, slowed down, and stopped while the other team is screaming towards summoning their primeval. That's the main issue, is it's a race, and one team can trip up the other team so early, right? So early in the game, to where they just blast away. You got to remember, too, the invader has wall hacks, he has an overshield, he shuts down your bank if he's got a full set. The blockers, if there's two of them, start draining your moats, and he can hide and just watch the bank. And then if you come try and kill those blockers, you're exposed, you're going to die. Like it's just a snowball of a game mode. I- I don't think your idea is bad, but I don't think it gets at the real foundational core problem of invasion is so influential it determines so much. Getting getting 20 motes from that kill probably ain't going to change the flow. It might because you'd be able to everybody could be able to like pick them up really really quickly and then quickly shove them in the bank and kind of recuperate from what just happened. I don't know, they'd have to test it out. I think at a ground level gambit is just a flawed game mode it's a severely flawed game mode I can't see it ever getting really competitive or really in a good place because of the nature of how it's just been designed from the ground up uh, matrix as a mouse and keyboard player this change r- looks really attractive but do you think it will drive more console players out of pvp it looks like this nerf was specifically targeted at consoles. I don't understand... No, it's not targeted at consoles, because it's not helping the main issue on consoles. Consoles struggle to fight against Lunas and Not Forgotten because of Bloom, because of... Because of, uh... Because of Bloom, and inaccuracy accuracy and recoil. Your feelings, while valid, are the minority? No. Completely and utterly, factually incorrect, Freight Train. I can prove to you... Un undeniable proof that gambit prime is the lowest engaged with least liked content in destiny you are wrong and i am right (laughs) it's a flawed game mode and the minority engages with it a significant minority and the people okay the people that are playing gambit have basically just siphoned off of crucible they've not siphoned off of pve They've siphoned off of Crucible. It's it is not. I am not in the minority on on the on the dislike of Gambit. I am in the majority. The player base numbers have backed me for months on this issue. So, um, is there a tracker for Gambit now? Yes. If you go to Destiny Tracker, it shows you a Crucible number. You know, four hundred and something thousand players. Then you go to Guardian GG, and it gives you the true Crucible numbers with no Gambit. 270 something thousand. So there's like a hundred and fifty thousand people playing Gambit in a given day. That's compared to on average five hundred to six hundred thousand playing PVE and the two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand playing crucible. So if you stack it, it's like PVE has the most, then crucible, then gambit way down here has the least. And that number for Gambit continues to go down. Why? it's becoming less necessary. People were more than likely playing with it initially because of the milestones and the trying to get max level. But the further they get away from wanting to get the delirium and the further they get away from meeting milestones, the lower the engagement goes. What does that prove? Gambit's draw is only at its highest when infamy is either giving you tons of infamy or people are going for the milestones of the delirium. As soon as those, as soon as those things stop being motivators, the engagement goes down. Like, the, 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 the ratio of gambit engagement is way down there. Now, I'm not saying that makes it a failure. They certainly have captured some people to the game mode. There are people playing it with regularity. But again, we just don't know the motivation of why people are going in there. If the numbers are that low, 150,000 people... Once you subtract people from there that don't really want to go in, they're only going in for delirium or they're only going in for milestones. Once you subtract those, how many people are truly left? How many people out of that 150,000 a day are true, genuine lovers of Gambit? I don't know. I, I, I think it's low. I really do. I've never seen, if you make a video about it, I get like 80%. I get like... 80% agreement in the comments and like a 95% like ratio on the video when I make a video about PvP it's usually split down the middle if I make a video about other issues it's usually kind of split down the middle the like ratio is usually pretty good but the comments are usually split anytime I've made a video about Gambit it's overwhelming how many people get on there and they're like I agree with you it's just like when I make videos about enhancement cores if I make a video about enhancement core or leveling 99 out of 100 people agree with me in the comments when you do a video about Gambit and its problems and its flaws, even people that go in and say, I kinda like Gambit, but man, these issues make it hard to play. Even the people that have some level of affinity for Gambit tend to agree with me on the game's flaws. So I don't think the player base I don't think the player base engagement numbers back your original statement, which was those are those are your feelings, but you're in the minority. The, the, the game, the, the player base engagement numbers prove I'm not in the minority, the majority of the player base is not playing Gambit regularly at all, so ah uh, but back to this question about mouse and keyboard the, the issue here is, it's not it, like, it's not helping console players, if anything, it's, it's highlighting a true issue with console players' struggles with Bloom and Recoil and everything else Uh, Rob Detto. with this adjustment, Bungie has buffed other guns by reworking too. Clever, those who don't see that the Crucible were eventually going, uh, to be only those guns as player base shrunk, failed to see the overall effect that those had on the health of Variety. Right, but see, th- this isn't going to promote Variety. As I've already said, these guns very likely are still going to be the dominant guns used because... If you go to use another another hand cannon and you experience the bloom and the bad in air accuracy, and you experience um, the you know all the other things that happen with those guns, you're still gonna feel like that there's not it's not promoting variety. You're not raising the other guns and fixing their core issues. You're just lowering Lunas and not forgotten. That's why I said they're gonna have two problems on their hands. They upset the people that own the guns, and all these people are like, "You told us this was gonna make it better. It's not any better." Um, Cami Cakes did a video on the issues in Gambit yesterday. It's a good watch. Outlines the issue of the Invader set as well. I, when when very when very different content creators start to agree on things, I, you have to start to think that something is up. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, uh, Senex, the RPM throttling of the Luna Not Forgotten seemed fine, reducing the TTK from 0.67 seconds to 0.8 seconds. How many, uh, how many, uh, but any clue why Maghow got nerfed to only body shot damage? To map someone with Luna Not Forgotten, you're going to have to purposely aim to the body, which is so counterintuitive and makes no real sense. Wait, so if I understand this correctly, can you not... You after they do this, you're not going to be able to three tap headshot somebody with the with the with the lunas and the not forgotten. Uh, three months from Lobo, thank you so much. That is a three month sub. That's a blue badge. You can three tap already. I don't. You can three tap because it's a 150. Oh, okay. So you'll be able to three tap because it's going down to a 150. Right, 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 right. Um. So you gotta remember that the 150 is gonna keep it in a three tap lane. But it's gonna retain its three tap if the third shot's a body shot, which is there as kind of a backstop for a mistake or inaccuracy. Um <clears throat> so you're comparing Luna's only to other hand cannons and other weapons. There are some gems out there that that, uh, that just crapped on by Luna's. I at this point, I think that's the main issue, though, is most maps just favor. As we said, most maps just seem to favor hand cannon, um, hand uh, hand cannon, and shotgun. It's retaining the 180 stats. No, it's not. They specifically said that it is turning into a 150. They will maintain some aspects of their current behavior while taking on the firing speed and damage of the 150 RPM. So, at the very least, it's taking on the fire rate and damage pace. So it's retaining the precision frame, but it's not going to retain the impact. So it's going to three-tap headshot, and it's also going to three-tap if the third shot's a body. Um, Divine Might. As anyone who grinded over 150 hours for the Not Forgotten and a lot of stress and headaches, I'm pretty disappointed by this overnerf. Bungie literally could have started by changing it to a 150 and go from there. I bet Service Revolver and Ace will become the pinnacle weapon in PvP. What was the point of my grind? Just when I wanted to come back to Destiny, they kind of killed it for me. This is the dilemma. I said this, this hurts, this hurts present, okay? This hurts the present game. It hurts the future as well because now you're also going to think Okay, great. That's a nice new pinnacle weapon you have there for Crucible, but I don't really care because what if you're going to nerf it again in the future? <laughs> don't you see? Like, this has far-reaching implications. This is far-reaching implications that you're not just affecting the immediate. You are affecting the immediate, but you're also affecting the future. You're affecting the fact that people are going to feel um, that anything, anything they grind for is... If it's strong, you know, people are like, well, is the recluse next? Uh, that's, a, that's, a valid, that's a valid question. Is the recluse next? You know, like, the, the people that grind for the recluse probably have similar concerns. Uh, Apex, hi Lono. What are your thoughts on a competitive title? Legend for reaching 5,500 score, also unlocking exclusive emblem, emote, sparrow ship, shader. PVP players' time and prestige would be respected. This is not an answer to the current frustration of PVP players. I, I, I don't, I don't want to hate on an idea. I always like the idea of giving you stuff for an achievement. You know, whether you're ranking up in PVP or ranking up an NPC. Uh, getting really, really cool cosmetics is nice, but this isn't really going to speak to any of the frustrations right now. Um, it, it, I wouldn't say no to this, but this isn't going to solve anything. Bumble 17. Is it possible to have pinnacle PvP weapons in the game that satisfy the power of fantasy for the top tier players without sucking the fun out for the casual player base that is needed to keep the game alive? I, I talked about this at the, at the end of my video. It is so difficult. If you say, okay guys, here's the new weapon. This pen is the new weapon. Here's the new weapon. New pinnacle PvP weapon. Cool. What's it do? Um It's it's good. It's uh it's a little bit better than the other guns you can use right now. And it's cool looking. Okay. When I do that, a lot of the high level PvP players, a lot of the people that are gonna grind are gonna be like, I don't really care about that. That sounds stupid. And then they get it and they try it and they're like, This actually isn't any better than ...other guns I could use, okay? So, the pen just gets thrown out. Let's try another one, right? No, hang on, guys. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, okay. Season of Opulence. Here is your new pinnacle weapon. It's an auto rifle, and it just shreds. This auto rifle is insanely strong. It's gonna make the breakneck look like, you know, a piece of trash. People are like, oh my gosh, I wanna get that. Everybody grinds for it. Everybody gets it. And then... It becomes the dominant, silly, insane, strong weapon and everyone complains, you can't win. In either scenario, you can't win. The closest they got to a system that worked were the adept weapons you got from Trials Lighthouse runs. Casuals could get the gun, feel pretty dope, get a Doctrine, get a whatever, and then the guys that go to the Lighthouse get the adept version and it's a a different color it's a little bit stronger it's not game breakingly stronger it isn't it isn't a outlier the lunas and the not forgotten have become outliers because on console they don't suffer from the bloom, the recoil and the in-air poor accuracy so they become outliers they break right outside that bell curve and they function in a way that other weapons don't adept weapons didn't do that So that was the closest they came to getting it right. They created dope weapons. Everybody could get them. There was a slightly doper version that could be gotten from going flawless. Pinnacle weapons may need to fall into a similar lane. The breakneck is basically just a much better version of the hazard of the cast, but it doesn't break anything now you're not taking the breakneck into pvp and really getting any leverage why it's just really really hard to beat people that are using hand cannons effective range of the auto rifle you're just the time it takes to kill somebody ain't gonna keep up with somebody three tapping you with the 150 or three tapping you with the lunas at the 180 because it's just so fast Uh, you know Auto rifles are just going to they're just auto rifles may never be strong in PVP because if you make them too strong everybody uses them and it's like this low skill ceiling, low sc- low, you know, skill floor where everyone's just running around spraying. This is why this is why my idea for bigger maps and bigger engagements could work. You could make auto rifles shred people to ribbons at close range because maps would justify this. You would say, oh, look, I can shred people with my auto-rifle, but I'm also getting shredded by scouts and pulses and hand cannons and snipers because there's a lot of dynamic combat here. My auto-rifle's good in these environments, so I'm going to play in this way, I'm have to navigate these positions and try to go to these spots on the map to really leverage the power of my auto-rifle. You can, you're justified in making auto rifles or scouts really really strong at their effective range like undeniably strong at their effective range if that effective range is 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 not all over the place, it's not the only the, If if the effective range of an auto rifle was basically, let's say it was where hand cannons are landing right now And they made auto rifles really, really strong. Well, everybody would use auto rifles because all the maps favor that mid-range play style. You see what I'm saying? So you would need dynamics in the maps to neuter the universality of a weapon like that. A really strong auto rifle, a really strong hand cannon, a really strong scout. They're not universally effective if the maps don't allow for that. Now, people might say, oh, people will just camp. If you, They'll just camp with a scout. How am I going to get to that person? This, again, is where good map design comes into play. Can you flank them? Can you disrupt their position? Can you get close enough to them to chuck a grenade, to start shooting them with your auto rifle or your hand cannon to disrupt them? Can you counter snipe? Can you get out a scout? Can you, do, can you disrupt where they're sitting? Oh, well, people are just going to camp in the small, close quarters areas with shotguns and hand cannons and auto rifles, Lono. Not necessarily, if you add approaches and lanes that would allow you to get long sight lines on those locations, you could make things very painful for that person. Again, you also have supers, power weapons, and grenades you could use to destabilize people sitting in those positions. It's just one of those situations where every map is essentially the same for engagement ranges, for the most part. 90% of the maps, you're getting in shootouts At very very similar engagement ranges so everyone's going to pivot to what's the best in those ranges if you want to run a scout or a pulse especially a scout you got to play in such a specific and odd way all it takes is for you to get disrupted from your spot to prove what I'm talking about Let's say you go onto a map and you draw back in an area where the scout rifle's doing work. People can't get close enough to you. Nobody's really running snipers. All those shotgun, you know, rushers and the guys with hand cannons can't get close enough to you. Somebody gets the jump on you. Somebody chucks a grenade. Somebody does something to, up, to, to get you out of there. They snipe you, okay? Now you're not in your spot. Now you're somewhere else. Now your scout's not very good because you just spawned and all the choke points, all the engagements that you're about to have are a lot closer. You'd have to think about that. The same thing would happen on a dynamic large map because you'd get upset and killed out of your spot and respawn. You'd have to fight your way back there. It would cause more different types of engagements. The guy running a scout would probably have to run like a sidearm SMG or a shotgun to use that to fight their way back to their position. This creates different engagements. This creates different loadouts. This pushes against the idea that there's a meta and there's only one gun that you should use. <clears throat> excuse me, Jinja 300, I understand why the Lunas and the Navigaten had uh, to get changed, but does this just further prove that PvP always being a thorn in Destiny's side, PvP players can't even have pinnacle weapons? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I know this kind of pushes, you know, pushes the, the narrative further that, you know, PvP needs to go away. I don't want to beat that, I don't want to beat that dead horse. I don't think that's going to happen, so there's no use furthering that narrative of saying oh they you know they just need to get rid of pvp it's clear that's not happening so they've got to figure out how to make it work i think more magic bigger maps is the direction that they're going to take uh dirt says I know this is not about Luna and the Not Forgotten Earth, but I want to ask, what do you think about something like Fashion Outfit Station where you can infuse your old armor to the new one to get the look that you want? I'm going to do a talk about this because I've been against transmog for a while, but we came up with a suggestion that I would be okay with. I think every piece of armor should have an ornamental slot. It should be called an armor uh, armor ornament or a transmog ornament, something like that to where the name of the armor stays the same. So if I go in and I really, really like my gloves of the great hunt, but I want to make them look like the... Gunsmith devotion gloves I would go to the guns of the great hunt I would highlight this box and it would be called the armor ornament and I would say I would highlight another piece of armor I would say make it look like the gunsmith guns and so it would still say gloves of the great hunt you would still see the role and then you would say okay he's got this mod this shader and this this armor ornament okay I think that's a transmog I would be okay with. You're not you're not permanently changing the appearance of the weapon. Somebody can go in and literally see what you've done to it. So when they inspect you, it's not confusing. Why did you have tangled short gauntlets with enhanced hand cannon reloader? It wouldn't say that. It would literally say Reverie Dawn, you know, or Gunsmith Devotion gloves with enhanced hand cannon reloader, but they have an ornament for the Tangled Shore Gauntlets or whatever. I think that would be the best way to give you effectively a transmog system that would pair well with some of the other ideas that i put out there about how every planet should have a full set of armor with benefits every planet should have guns that have benefits on that planet you combine that with a loadout system and the collection system like we talked about yesterday and now not everybody looks the same you could run a raid or you could run edz with a full set from that place and make it look however you want with ornamental adjustments not transmog Da, da dog. when chasing any loot in Destiny, I always question if the grind time investment is worth it. Do you think you would invest time grinding for anything in D2 or D3, now knowing that Bungie will just remove it the worth you originally placed on the loot? Well, let's settle down just a little bit. <laughs> Where would you put all that armor? That's my idea with the collections, Lacey, is that everything would be in collections. So whenever you would say, give me my loadout for the raid, it would just pull everything from collections. So you could either delete items or store in collections. And that would be how you would save roles. I love this roll on this pair of gauntlets. I want to store this in collections. I'm not going to use this right now. I'm going to use these other these other uh, gauntlets. That was my idea yesterday. So I think collections could be leveraged to give us a loadout system and way more armor sets. Um, because that would create that diversity and that grind. Every planet, every NPC, every activity would have its own grind and its own pyramid of, of stuff. And it would just all get stored in collections. Because it's already all there anyway. It's already all in collections. Now, back to this question from Dog. I think you're overstating it a little bit, okay? A little bit. Breakneck's not getting a nerf. Loaded question needs help, I think. People tell me I'm an idiot and that it's really, really good. I'm going to start using it because I just just don't think so. Uh, The oxygen scout rifle isn't getting touched. It's not very good, not because it's a bad weapon, but because there's just not a lot of room for scouts in the PvE content in Destiny. Everything's pretty close to you. The... They really reined the game in, didn't they? If you really think about it, think about some of the D1 maps and some of those long sight lines that you could get with snipe shots and scouts and stuff. Think of some of those long sight lines. Think of, think of some of the long sight lines in the you know King's Fall raid or some of the strikes. Think about the huge open areas in the Sepix Prime strike where scouts got their footing. The boss fights, you know... There's a lot. There was a lot in the public spaces as well. It just felt like it could breathe a little bit more. I feel like I'm constantly right on top of enemies in Destiny. I'm just always there. I think that's one of the reasons the stomp mechanic has become such a headache. We're, we're, we're always right on top of the enemies. We're right there. Yeah, the moon had big open spaces and areas you could sit back and scout or snipe or lob rockets at a boss. Now it's like you're right on top of the boss, so just shove your shotgun right up their dadgum nose. You get, So you're getting stomped and physicsed way more than we ever did in D1. And it's because of the encounters and the way they built them. And so, to, but to your question, I got off on a, a, a rabbit trail there. To your question, I, I do think they've left a lot of the pinnacles alone but i i agree with you to an extent this sets a bad precedent this sets a bad precedent this sets a precedent of why would i grind for that you're probably just going to nerf it in the future is the recluse next kind of a thing you know rodeo clowns with an entire year of subs that's that's a bread badge thanks for keeping your primes up here Patty Whack with three months welcome back that's a blue badge thank you guys for keeping your subs here evil the waffler i mixed emotions because i just got the gun last week but i know they are op in some people's minds personally i don't think this will change anything the people who are good enough to get those weapons can use any guns just as good what do you think well you're oversimplifying it okay what there's a thread of truth to what you're saying but you're oversimplifying it okay really 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 good players can make any gun look amazing. I mean, I remember Encooch using the Outbreak Prime in PvP, and I was like, "Holy frick, that gun's great!" Well, it was Encooch, right? <laughs> but so the Outbreak Prime was okay in PvP, but it wasn't—it wasn't the slaying machine that he made it look like. So that it, there's a thread of truth to what you're saying. A high-skilled player, a high-skilled player can use a, a stick and make it look impressive, you know. And I could be running around with a recluse and looking like an idiot. So. You have to understand, though, when one gun has bloom and bad recoil and bad, you know, in air accuracy, and the other gun has none of those things working against it, skill, skill doesn't actually matter. Um, I-